Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Okay, if you have any questions, um, I have the Q&A open, and I'm so glad you guys are here today. <laughs> Let's get you some good information and hopefully some answers to any questions you may have, because that's what I love to do is answer questions. Um, I will also be teaching you a tool. Let's just wait for a few more seconds to see if we get a few more people on here before we get started. Um, those of you who are on here, I hope you're having an awesome day. If um, Hold on, let me just pause this first. Okay, I think we're ready. Okay, welcome. All right, if you, again, if you have any questions, put them questions. I love doing live coaching. Those of you who have not experienced live coaching, um, it's a treat. I think it's really fun to actually work through something that you need and it helps everybody who's listening. So please, if you have something, let us help you. That's why we do these calls is to help you with things that you're struggling with. Okay. So my tool today that I want to teach you on the community call, this is a community call. So you can ask questions about, well, on any of my calls, whether you're a member or not, whether it's community or a, a Always ask questions about anything. But what I want to talk to you today, I was thinking this morning about a couple of things. This month in our membership, we were talking about rewriting our past and literally rewriting your past to where people say, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. But I really believe in the idea of not because we dismiss the facts of the past, but because we can separate the facts from our story about the past. And what I mean by that is Talk to people who were in an event in your past that you, um, it doesn't matter what the event is. Say there's a family reunion, right? If you talk about your family reunion, about your past, you're going to have different perspectives, different stories, different thoughts, different beliefs about that family reunion than other people who were there. But the thing we can all do is we can separate the fact that there was a family reunion at the at this place on this day, and we know those facts are facts. We can all agree on those, right? Whenever we can separate the facts from our stories about the facts, then we can get a great um, traction over what we wanna have happen in our past. We can't go back and change our past, but we can change what we think about our past. And the only reason why we do this, like I was saying, is not because we're gonna change the facts. We're not gonna change the facts of the past, whether, the facts are it was an abusive situation or you lost all your money and had bankruptcy or you had a family reunion, like I was saying, or you had this huge accomplishment. Those facts are not what we want to change because we can't, but we can change our story for the purpose of allowing you to show up as the best version of you right now. And this is what I love to see about the, the facts of the past. The facts of the past are always neutral. But your story about the past is either going to increase or decrease your emotion right now. Your emotion is your energy. So your story about what happened in the past is either going to give you more energy right now to keep moving towards your goals or give you less energy to keep moving towards your goals. That's the only reason, we, the only reason why we want to work on rewriting our past. So those of you who are on the call that are in gold membership, that is the monthly content. The monthly challenge is to be going through that workbook to rewrite your past. If you have questions, go ahead and ask us. Otherwise, those who are in the community, I just want you to know a couple of things about your past. Your past is a circumstance, which means, and we talked about this last week a little bit, it means it's just, so it's one of those things that are not positive or negative, but we all, all of us, 
we attribute a plus sign or a negative sign to things that have happened in our past. And whenever a plus sign is great, hold on to it because it increases your energy. It keeps inspiring you. But if there is anything, in fact, if I were you right now, if you have a piece of paper and a pen, I would take just a moment to write down something that if you could stop for a second and think about your past, if you can think of something that has a little bit of a negative to you, that kind of draws your energy down, that makes you feel a little bit frustrated or annoyed, one of those thoughts of, I wish it was different. If you have any of those thoughts about your past, I would write it down right now and kind of consider what I'm gonna tell you about that, okay? So what I, what I was saying is that if you have one thing, I can think of something just on Saturday. <laughs> I went on a boat tour and it was so fun and it was a long boat tour and it was super, super exciting here in St. George. And, um, and it, was, it was super fun. I had my family in town and we were doing all these things and this, uh, one of our coaches, Ryan Barton, actually does the boat tours here in St. George and it was super fun. And we were, he has all these cool things. He blows up these, these tubes and these four man tubes and all these boards and these wakeboards, all this stuff. Well, on, at the last couple hours, I was having so much fun, but my body was getting tired, but I didn't want to quit. So the second to last four man tube ride I went on, we flipped. <laughs> it was so painful. I knocked the wind out of me. My two, uh, my sister, my sister-in-law, my friend Val, who is our comedian coach in our membership, we all were on the boat or the tube and we flipped over the top and I have like a bruised knuckle from knocking Val on the head. And I'm saying, and Ryan, he said he's never flipped that tube, but somehow us girls are able to manage that. So we flipped it and we were uh, in the water all kind of breathless, like what just happened? And, um, and I was thinking on Sunday, yesterday, I took a seven hour nap. You guys, I don't ever take a seven hour nap, seven hour nap because my body was so sore from the whole day of just being on the water from 6 a.m. till I think 5 p.m. And uh, I woke up and I thought, oh, I wish I hadn't done that last run. That was my thought. I wish I hadn't, because that's the run that I was so, like my body, my neck, everything was so sore. I wish I hadn't done that. Why did I do? And I started beating myself up for, hey, you should have known you're not in that big, like great of a shape. I started kind of beating myself up on the idea that that was, um, I knew better, right? Shouldn't have done that. So when you have some injury, when you have some confrontation with a relative, when you have some situation with anything and you think, I wish I hadn't done that. And I sat there, and I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself. Whenever you think about your past in a way of, I wish that hadn't happened, I wish I hadn't done that, I want you to think about these things, okay? The problems that we have are always thought problems. It wasn't the flipping over on the raft. Physically, my body's like, whoo, that was a tough one. But that's not the problem. The problem is the thought, I wish I hadn't taken that last run. It was so fun. And I took that run. I'm like, whoa, why did I do that? Rewriting that moment for me required just a few moments because it was totally what my brain was offering me was that was a terrible idea. You shouldn't have done that. You know better. But that's not true. Your lower brain is supposed to offer you ideas to keep you protected in the future saying you probably shouldn't do that again, or you should at least maybe be a little more careful next time, right? It's trying to keep you safe, which is what we want. But I, what, what I want you to write down is, what do you wish was different? Then I want you to flip it. And for me, I wish I hadn't run, done that last run. The truth is I totally, I'm totally glad I did that, that last run. So I want you to flip that thought. It's possible that the opposite is true. I always tell you this, take the thought, add, it's possible that actually I'm glad I did that last run. Okay, so I want, this is the second step. First one, write down what you wish was different. Second, right, it's possible that I wish the opposite was true. 
okay? And then I want you to find evidence for that. Practice that new thought by saying it out loud and then find one reason why it could be true. So let me just, let me just practice it with you for a second. Those of you joining, so glad you're on here. We're working this month on rewriting our past in the membership. So I'm giving in the community a few, a few tidbits for this, okay? My example was, I wish I hadn't taken that last tube ride with the four, four of us on there on Saturday. So I'm gonna take that thought, I'm gonna flip it. It's possible that I wanted to take that last ride on the tube on Saturday with those, they, those ladies. My evidence, when I went back to think about it, which I do this really quick now because I know that if I have a past thought that I don't like and it presents itself, it's gonna pull energy away from me, which I don't want. In the moment, I don't wanna wish something was different in a negative way. So my evidence is I was actually the one encouraging the sister and sister-in-law and friend to get up there with me one more time. I was the one telling them, put your thumbs up, because Ryan is the boat tour guide. He says, if the thumbs up, that means he'll go fa faster. If it's down, he'll slow down. If we want to, you know, you have these hand signals. So I was the one that was actually encouraging them all, saying, come on, guys, let's do it again. That was so fun. So the truth is, I wanted to go on another run. The truth is, I wanted to go faster. And if we're really talking about the truth, Ryan had told us that uh, Coach Ryan from Pro Mindset, who was the tour guide, he was telling us how his sons try to hold on to the handles of this tube and they try to flip all the way around and hold on and stay seated. And I kind of, from the beginning, when I heard that beginning of the day, I thought, how cool would that be if we could flip, hold on to the handles, and land back on the tube? So the truth is, not that I wish I hadn't done it. The truth is, I wish I had held on to the handles and stayed on the, on the tube. That, that's the truth. And that still excites my mind, and that still gets me like, maybe I want to try again. So it's funny how all I have to do is go through these three steps, and immediately, instead of like, oh, my body hurts, that was a terrible idea, I can't believe I did that, now I'm in pain, it's no, actually... I really wanted to go again. And not only that, I wanted these girls to go with me again. And not only that, I wanted to see if we could flip. And not only that, I wanted to see if I could hold on. And by doing that, kind of knock some people around on the way. It was so much more fun to think of what I actually truthfully wanted from that last run. So you guys, I hope you tried that with your own, uh, I wish something was different. Rewriting the past is um, so simple when you get to the point where you find evidence that the opposite probably is true too, at least as much as the the be pulling energy away from you. The only purpose, again, of rewriting your past, anything that you wish was different, a conversation with a person that turned out to be contentious or um, distancing, right? I wish that wasn't the way it was. Well, maybe you do wish it was the way it was and you find evidence for it and it gives you more energy right now. That is the purpose of rewriting. Otherwise, there's no, re no reason to spend the time thinking about things that you wish were different other than rewriting them for your energy right now so you can move forward, okay? If you have a lot of underlying thoughts of things would be different for me now if this hadn't happened, this is a really good practice. And all of us have a desire to believe that everything that's happened was for a good purpose, that it was healthy for us, that we're trying to find good out of it. But if you don't believe, if you don't believe that your past was good for you, if you just try to put like a bandaid on the past, like, no, no, I'm sure it was good for me to learn those lessons and you don't really believe that, you're not going to feel the energy that I'm talking about you really actually have to find evidence that you do believe that. Otherwise, there's no reason to sit there and try to convince yourself that you do like your past, okay? It's not gonna work. So there's a reason for it and you do need to do it in a specific way. Otherwise, you're not gonna feel energy. It's not gonna feel true to you. You're not gonna feel aligned with what you're trying to convince yourself of. So the other thought that I want you to think about is where are you looking for your evidence right now 
for where you're trying to go. Now think about this. I don't want to confuse you. If you have questions, I have the Q&A open and please ask me questions. What I want you to think about when we are looking for evidence that we are capable of doing something, our tendency is to look for, for um, evidence from our past because we don't have any evidence in the future that we can do something new. So we're going to be looking to our past and our past in our brain is going to look for things that were not um, ideal for us. So you got to watch out where you're looking for your evidence. If you're looking for evidence that somebody else is capable of doing this, so maybe you are too, that's a, great, that's a great thing to look for. But if you're looking for evidence in your life that you're capable of changing a bad habit, changing, becoming something different, learning a new skill, learning a new capability in any way, you in your life, if you, um, if you haven't accomplished something in your past that you're trying to accomplish, you will have no evidence. You will have none. So then what do you do? When you have no evidence that you're capable of doing something and maintaining something and becoming something and doing something bigger than you've already done, what are you going to do when you have no evidence? Because your lower brain is going to give you any evidence it can find in the negative past. That's what it wants to look for, to show you that you're not capable. That's what it's supposed to do. So we really have to be aware of that lower brain. And what I want you to do is I want you to use the words, it's possible. When you look, and it's really easy to find evidence outside of you that other people are to create so it's possible that you're capable of it too but if you look for evidence in your life you're not going to find any which is beautiful that's what i want you to see it's so great when you cannot find evidence that you're somebody who can do it too you just go with the idea that if somebody can do it you can do it too you can do it too it's possible that you're capable too so i want i want you to hold on to that and i want to see does anybody have questions on any of the rewriting your past this is just kind of a little shortened version of what we're doing in, in our gold membership right now. Okay, here's something else. One of the problems that we have with setting goals, you guys, this is part of rewriting our past for the purpose of um, succeeding in a goal that we have right now, is that we think, we know this cognitively, that goals are not supposed to be easy, but when we actually start um, risking things and failing and trying to get towards a, a certain goal, it always is harder than we think it should be. So we always think, even if I cognitively know that a goal is supposed to be a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of a difficulty, once we're in the middle of trying to reach this goal, we sabotage ourselves with believing that it shouldn't be this hard. Does that make sense? And if we believe it shouldn't be this hard, the only place our brain is finding evidence that it shouldn't be this hard is from our past, that other things weren't that hard for you, so this shouldn't be so hard either, which is why we need to rewrite our past. So if ever you think this shouldn't be so hard, I should be able to do this. The only place your brain finds evidence for that is something in the past that you've done that was easy. If something was easy, then of course, this should be easier than it is. Anybody confused? Am I, am I losing any of you guys? Everybody clear as mud with this one? So this is the specific reason for taking little thoughts like, this is too hard. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do this. I'm fine the way I am. I don't need to reach this goal. Now that is true. Remember how I always tell you guys, one of the truths for me is I don't have to do anything. I don't have to set a new goal. I don't have to get on a call. I don't have to do anything else. But the other truth for me is I really want to see what else I'm capable of. And if I want to see what else I'm capable of, then I'm willing to try something that's not easy. I'm willing to prove my lower brain wrong that just because I have no evidence that I'm capable of being successful in this thing and quitting, you guys, you have to understand, I don't really believe in quitting very much. When somebody stops doing something, it doesn't mean they've quit to me anymore. I mean, there's four, there's four results you can get in life. You either, you either succeed, 
you fail, you procrastinate, or you quit. And to me, they're all fine. You can do any of them. They're all totally fine. There's no judgment in any of those. If you want to succeed, then the number one thing you have to do is the second result, which is fail. Failure is not fun because it's taking risks. It's, it's finding evidence that you haven't ever had before so that your lower brain can say, okay, maybe you're capable of that, but I don't know about this next thing. We don't have any evidence for this next step. Are you capable of doing this long-term? Like you can win at this level, but can you keep that level up? I don't know. Your lower brain's always going to give you those sneaky ideas like, no, that's good. You did good. You don't need to go farther. That's enough. Let's go do something else now. There's a lot of sneaky ideas. One of the best sneaky ideas that comes from your lower brain from your past is that um, I've tried everything. I love that sneaky idea because that's never true. Whenever your brain says, ah, you've tried everything. Look, I've tried this and this and this, and they told me to do this and it didn't work. Whenever you have that thought, I promise you, it's always from something from your past. Whenever you've tried something in the past where you're like, well, I've tried this, this, and this, and I didn't get it, so let's go on to something else, and you found easier success in other ways, doesn't mean you weren't capable. It just means you bought into the idea that you've tried everything. You've never tried everything, okay? There's always something else you can try. So that's one of those past thoughts, those past stories that you're gonna wanna challenge every time. Every time you find yourself going, I've tried all the drills, I've tried all the strength, I've tried every move that the coaches told me, I tried everything that this person said, I've tried the plan exactly the way they said and it didn't work. That is such a great lie to get you to try something totally different and dismiss that goal. So that means you quit if you dismiss that goal, but that's not a problem, that's totally fine unless you really wanted to see if you were capable of getting that goal, right? That's one of my favorite challenges is, did you really want that goal in the first place? If you didn't want that goal in the first place, then you're gonna be looking for escape routes that are justifiable from your past, that your past has proved to you that you're not capable of that level of that thing in that area. So you probably just need to believe that you've tried it all and then you'll move to something else. There's nothing wrong with those, any of those results though. You can win, you can fail, you can procrastinate, or you can quit. They're all fine. You just have to decide if you want that success bad enough. And the only one of those results, those, uh, mm, I guess, consequences that you want to keep going on if you want to succeed is the failure. You want to see how many failures you can stack up. Not failures in, as in not trying, but failures as in trying really hard and something not working, so you learn something new. And then you're going to get closer to the success result. Okay? All right. Any questions? Everybody clear? Rewriting your past is only for the purpose of helping you with your goals today. There's nothing that I want you to change about your past. The facts are the facts. I'm not gonna argue with the facts. I only want you to change your story, a believable story, so you can have the energy to move forward in the best version of you. If you don't change the stories of your past that are negative, then you're gonna lose energy. Whenever that past memory comes back, it's gonna drop your energy. It's not what you want. That's not the best version of you. Okay, we have a couple of questions. Um, let me just get these ones up here. If you have any questions about what I just said to let me know. Okay. What does, what does being 100% enough and worthy actually mean? You say we're born 100% worthy and enough, and there's nothing we can do to be more or less worthy. That's, that is what I say. There are two definitions of worthy that could apply. One is having worth or value. If you have a $20 bill, it's worth is $20. I can understand what you're saying. The other is deserving. Deserving is a definition of worth. Okay, everyone has the same current value as everyone else. That is what I say. A murderer doesn't have or produce the same value as Mother Teresa. Okay, that makes sense. Mother Teresa is more deserving than a murderer based on the value she produces. 
All right, okay, I see what you're saying. If value is created by our minds and some minds produce more value, then aren't those minds currently more valuable? Hmm. You guys that are on the call, think about this. There are things that we can do to increase our worth, right? Wouldn't feeding the homeless or ending illness increase one's worth or value? Or if, uh, if it means we're 100% deserving, then deserving of what? Okay, so some of this, I'm, I'm understanding some of this of what you're saying. What if being 100% enough, 100% worth of worth is, um, as a human being, is all that I'm saying? All I'm saying is when you were born, when everybody on the earth was born, they were enough. They were 100% of worth. There's nothing that could add or take away from that worth. 100% of value, and they're 100% deserving of all the love, all the kindness, all the goodness. They're 100% valuable. They're 100% of worth, and they're 100% enough. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, okay? That's my, my definition of worth is that um, you are always 100% of worth. You don't have to do anything to have more, to be more desire or worthy or of worth. I have to, I have to explain something actually, you guys, listen. Um, when I say worth and worthy, sometimes those do, okay, worthy and worth. 100% of worth is like the value that you're talking about. Everybody is 100% valuable and deserving and everybody um, is 100% enough. But when I say worthy, we know that there's more we can do. So my head kind of goes along with you in this way a little bit, okay? Um, hold on, I just lost your question. I wanted to reread one part of your, of your question. Just a second. Sorry, guys. Okay. So feeding the homeless. So you're saying that compared, if a murderer is comparing, you're, uh, comparing a murderer to Mother Teresa, are they both as deserving of love? Deserving of, are they both as valuable? I'm not going to judge that, but what I want you to understand is when I'm talking about worth, everybody is 100% as a human being of worth. It's such a great concept for you to kind of think about and explore because we're taught that our value, what we deserve, is based on our behavior. So if a murderer is killing, then he has no value, right? He, is, he has no worth. He is not enough. If somebody is ser serving the homeless, then they are more valuable. They have more worth. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm understanding. But who decides that a murderer is less worthy? Who decides that Mother Teresa deserves more love, deserves more respect, deserves more in general, more attention? This is all based on our own thoughts, our own subjective thoughts. So it really comes down to what you believe. And if you believe that somebody deserves more than somebody, okay, everybody is 100% of worth, meaning that their value, their enoughness is already set when they're born and they can't do more or do less. When they can't be happy about that, we don't feel good about that, but they are somebody who has value. And isn't more uh, valuable than somebody who can't give as much. The way I teach it is that our worth or our value is not dependent on what we do or what we don't do. Our worth as a human is just 100% period because we exist. For that, for, I mean, for me, the upside to it is that I don't, um, I don't judge people in a way of thinking that I'm better than them or worse than them. I don't judge myself in thinking that I'm better than myself or worse than myself if I attain, obtain a goal. If I don't get that goal, then I'm not good enough. That makes it so I don't have to do that. I just am. And so are you. And then I look at everybody else and somebody who attains this huge, huge feat isn't better than me, but I can be so happy for them. 
And that's great. Do I want to do that too? Maybe, maybe not, but that doesn't make me less worthy or less than enough. There's no accomplishment or contribution that can change that. So think about that for yourself. What's the downside of believing that we're all 100% enough or worthy? And what's the upside of believing that you are not 100% enough and worthy unless you act in a certain way and do certain things and accomplish certain stuff and gain certain accolades, right? What's the, what's the upside of believing that? Because then if you go out and you work really hard and you never accomplish that thing, if you don't believe that you're already 100% enough, then you're going to feel terrible as a human being, which is called shame. Shame is something's wrong with you in any type of contribution or creation. And we're people who like to give and help and create, right? So I don't know what the upside is to believing that we're not 100% of worth as humans. But I can see where you're saying that's kind of a societal thought is that if somebody does this, then they're bad, they're less than. If somebody does this and they're good, they're better than. But maybe we're all just enough and then we're all just trying to figure out what it is that we're supposed to do from there. So here's one more thing I also want you to think about just regarding this thing. When I suggest that you're 100% of worth, it doesn't mean that you should stop working on your goals or personal development, right? Somebody who's a murderer, they come from, we don't know where their background is. We don't know their story. We can't judge them. We can't decide that they're wrong in what they're doing. Yeah, they're wrong based on legalities. We believe that we shouldn't kill people, right? But their, their road led them to those kind of decisions. And I'm so glad I didn't have to ride their road for me personally. But what I want you to understand is just because I'm saying we're enough, does that mean that you should stop doing what you're trying to work on? Does that mean that everyone should just live like hedonists, which is just living in your lower brain, doing everything that you want whenever you want and not having any responsibility for it? And if you do, not wrong either. The real question is not comparing yourself to how another chooses or a gift of choice, that's what agency is, but rather how do you choose to use your agency? What do you use your power to and, and give back despite what others choose to use with their power, right? Um, does everybody hear me okay? I just got an, a little thing saying that my, my um, internet is unstable. Everybody can hear me? Okay, good. Okay, so how does it make you feel? How do you want to feel when you choose what you're choosing? Do you feel good about how you're choosing? Does it feel aligned as far as the best version of you? And if you, if you like how you feel aligned with the best version of you, then there's nothing to judge against anybody else because you are living at your best level. The best version of you is innately one that wants to do more, become more, give more, create more, okay? Experience more. That is the best version of all of us. That's what's innately in all of us. The best version of someone else is really none of our business other than seeing them with kind of compassion and curiosity, their decisions. Think about this with a relationship with somebody that's kind of difficult for you. The way that they're showing up, they're making their decisions based on what they believe. It's not because they really don't like you. They may not like you, but their decisions are based on what they believe about them and their perception of the world. There's no them because you can't know their thoughts and their level of understanding we can't know what it is and we can't know what their real desires are either. Most people don't know themselves well, well enough to judge themselves, let alone judge another person. So get to know yourself, learn to trust yourself, 
learn to do what you say you're going to do at the highest level. You guys, I'm telling you what, that's harder than anything. Like I'll say, I'm going to do this thing. And then I kind of find other distractions because my brain doesn't. So I'll try to find other things to distract me from the one thing I wanted to get done. If you can learn to do what you say you're going to do at your highest level, then you're going to find that your focus is on you instead of on anybody else really around you. And when other people try to come into your world in a way that isn't their highest level, compassion and curiosity, and wonder where they might be at right now on their road and why they're choosing to say those things, if you think about the model. So you may find that your questions change regarding worthiness and enoughness if you're coming from your highest level. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense for you guys? Do you have any other questions on that? Worth, to me, it's just set. Everything that we do, everything we strive for is just because we want to do it, not because we need to. I truly believe that. So yes, when you say, what is your, uh, why does, what does being 100% worthy and enough is that your baseline for everybody who's born into the world is enough. And everything you do from there is just bonus. Everything you do that's less than, less than enough, there just isn't such a thing. You're just learning as you go. People who are murderers, they have a different road, but they're still valuable. They're just learning what they want to do. Now, do we like it? No. Do we feel good about it? No. Do I want to be happy about their murders? No. That's my choice about my thoughts about somebody who's murdering. But you know, if you change perspective, there's a lot of like terrorists. They believe in a very, very strong, passionate cause of what they're doing. They 100% believe that what they're doing has a good purpose. And how do we judge them for that? Do we want them to come in and kill us all? No. So we have a cause to keep our, our families and our, our United States safe. So we're going to act on our cause and our beliefs. Do we believe we're right? Yes, but they believe they're right too. So who's right? And who's more worthy? Hmm. Who has more valuable or value in that situation? Everybody. Nobody has more or less value just because they believe something different. Their actions will have consequences, but their value is set. That's my belief. Do you have any questions on that, the, whoever posted this? Okay, you guys, I don't see any more questions today, just the one. Does anybody have anything that I can help them with today? Any athletic, any homes, any parents, any coaches? I am here to help you. I don't have any other. Okay, I don't see any questions in the chat. Okay, you guys, listen, I love talking to you. I love giving you a tool every week. I'm going to if you just like to get a quick tool every Wednesday, Tuesdays for the members, if you guys are not a member, join the membership. It's super fun. There's, you get weekly workouts. They're 10 minutes, super good for your brain. Um, Wednesday is another community 10 minute tool by coach Ryan. I think it's at seven or seven 30 at night. It should be in your email. And then Thursdays at one o'clock from coach Allie. They just have quick tips, but I'm the one that gets to answer Q and A's and do live coaching. So I would love to coach you guys, all you guys on here. Don't be shy. <laughs> All right. If we're out, we are done for today. Have a flipping awesome week. Jump on the other coaches. Uh, um, how can you clean and clear your mental state? Okay, this is beautiful. This, this one's easy. I can answer this. And you popped it in the chat. So next time, if you can find the q and I'm going to answer the chat right now. Um, everybody should be able to see this question from this panelist. It says, how can you clean and clear your mental state? If you want to answer in Q&A, that would be awesome. But I'm going to answer this one. The state you guys is through the I, I like to call them thought transfers but they're called thought downloads free rights um, brain dumps 
when you go through your house in the morning or at night, if you're like me, you will quickly clean up the trash, at least the trash off of the counters, right? You, I mean, you might leave some dishes, you might leave some things laying around, but you're at least gonna pick up that banana peel and some of the trash. That is a thought download. If you can get yourself in a habit of just doing a 30 second thought download, whenever you feel like your brain is cluttered, I love that you say clean and clear. Whenever you feel like your brain is cluttered during the day, if you can just quickly just open your, your phone or get it, grab a piece of paper, you can throw this away right after, but if you can throw it all down, it's like cleaning up the, the rotten apple sitting in the corner and a couple of scraps of paper. That's all it's doing is cleaning out your brain and it allows your brain to have a breath of fresh air. So you're just doing a little dusting or not even that's deep cleaning, just picking up a little bit of garbage out of your room or out of your kitchen, cleaning and clearing your brain, thought downloads, that's what it is. You just write down without stopping whatever's kind of cluttering your brain. And you may write it down and be like, I have no idea why I'm writing all these different things that make no sense and they're not, they're not connected in any way. It's good. You just write it down and see why your brain is full or what's going on. If any time your energy is dropped, do a thought download. If any time your brain feels cluttered and overwhelmed, do a thought download. We always think we don't have time for a thought download. But if you don't, this is the analogy. It's like you're riding a bicycle and when you're riding a bicycle, I come alongside and I'm like, hey, do you want to ride in my car? Do you want to stop the bicycle for a second and just jump in the car and I'll get you there faster? And most of us are like, no, thanks. I'll just pedal faster on my bike. That's what happens when we're like, I don't have time to clean and clear my mind because I just have to keep moving forward. If you would stop and do a thought download, then your brain will feel a sense of relief and you'll be able to see why you feel overwhelmed, why you feel cluttered, why you feel confused, why you feel frustrated, why you feel down in any way. If you don't, if you're not willing to pause and jump off the bike for a second, then you're just gonna keep pedaling frantically on the bike and usually with no GPS, with no direction, okay? So thanks for that question. The best thing that I can tell you is do thought downloads. Just do them, just write it down. If you can do one model after you do a thought download, grab one of your thoughts and do a model, you're gonna be able to feel like you're, you got a clear mind again. You feel exactly what's going on, why you're doing what you're doing, why you're feeling the way you're feeling, and you can move forward in a clean, clear state. Hopefully that helps you. Hey, thank you for the question. That's one of the number one, that's like going back to basics for athletes. It's like when you go to a practice, you gotta run first. You just get your body warmed up. And then you start for gymnastics, and you do some handstands, and you do some splits. Thought download, it's, a, it's the basics. Gotta do it every day. If you stop doing that, then you're gonna find your brain starting to feel more and more cluttered. It's like hoarding thoughts. You don't want to hoard thoughts. <laughs> All right, any other questions? Everybody good? Okay, you guys, thanks for joining us today. Have an amazing week. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.